We're on. We're on. <laughs> good morning, Miss Capel. Good morning. It's good to see you. It's great to see you. Fantastic. Yes. And today's date is. Today's date is May twenty fourth, twenty twenty. Wow. Yes. Absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. And we are going to continue in Revelation seven. Revelation seven. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Here's why. Why? God's people <laughs> will be preserved. You'll get a seal. Mm-hmm. You'll get a seal. On your forehead. Yeah. And you're not appointed to wrath. That's right. So last week we left off with the sixth seal, right? The sixth seal. The thick seal. Say that three times very fast. Sixth seal, thick seal, thick seal. <laughs> we left off with the sixth seal. Now, I made a mistake, folks, and I kept saying the seventh seal is a chapter seven. Wrong. I was wrong. The 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 seventh seal is in chapter eight. Eight. Chapter eight, yes, chapter eight. This chapter, chapter seven that we'll be in today, is a interlude between the sixth seal and the seventh seal. It's where you as a believer are sealed from God's wrath. Praise the Lord. It's a beautiful thing. When you listen to our previous shows and we're talking about the six seals, mm-hmm. it's like a summary of what's going down. Then we're going to have this interlude in chapter seven where the believers are sealed and taken up. Mm-hmm. Then in chapter eight, you'll have the seventh seal broke. Once the seventh seal is broke, then you have the seven trumpets and the seven vials and all hell breaks loose down here, all right? So this is in between that. So last week we left off with the sixth seal and it it said in verse 12 in chapter six, it says, I watched as the lamb broke the sixth seal. Right. And there was a great earthquake. The sun became as dark as black cloth and the moon became as blood red. Mm-hmm. Then the stars of the sky fell to the earth like green figs falling from a tree shaken by a strong wind. Mm-hmm. The sky was rolled up like a scroll and all of the mountains and islands were moved from their places. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the end, folk. I mean, that's like the coup de grace, right? It's the end right. of time. So the rest of, of Revelation, I believe, will be dealing in detail at this time of, mm-hmm. of these of these unsealings, but but chapter seven here, what we're going through today, will show that you are sealed if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ for your salvation. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, then you have nothing to worry about because you're not appointed to wrath. If you're not following Christ. You will experience wrath. You don't want to experience wrath. Listen to me. You want to give your heart to the Lord. Then you want to change your ways. You want to repent from your sin. Amen. And you want to follow Jesus. Trust me on this one. The sky was rolled up like a scroll. All the mountains, islands were moved from the places. Then everyone, kings of the earth, rulers, generals, wealthy, powerful, slave person, everyone hid themselves among the rocks, the caves. Mm-hmm. And they cried to the mountains and the rocks, and they said, Fall and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. You know, in a lot of these uh, scriptures that you just read, mm-hmm. you know, about the blood moon and all that, is found in the Old Testament. Oh, absolutely. It's a mm-hmm. Joel. It's all, it's, it's judgment language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's judgment language. And when that day comes, I mean, that wrath of God comes. And um, it says, for great is their wrath, Mm -hmm. and who is able to survive? Well, chapter 7 is going to tell you who's able to survive. And that's the believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're sealed. Yeah, they're sealed. Right? Not a seal like, not one of those seals. (laughs) A seal on the forehead. Yeah. You look nice today, Miss Bell. Well, thank you very much. You, you look, look very nice, nice too. You look very nice. You look very nice. Yeah, I, I after three months of, of lockdown and corn death, I finally decided to take a shower. <laughs> no wonder you smell so good. Yeah. 
Yep, 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 yep. Anything well, else? Anything else we want to add before we get into it? No, let's get into it now. Let's get into it. I'm going to do share screen so that okay. people can see the Bible. The Bibliotheca. Okay. Can you see the Bible, people? I can see people, the People, can you see the Bible? They're not answering me. Well, I think they can. Ah, okay. I'm going to go to mine so that Good. I can read. You can read. Okay. God's people will be preserved, chapter Ooh. seven. So that's the good news. Yeah, that's but, the gospel. It is. This is the gospel. This is the why the whole thing is. Is see, you're you're saved from the wrath of God um, without getting to a big theological doctrinal lesson here. We are born into sin. We are sinners. We, we cannot satisfy the righteousness of God. It's impossible by our works or our standing or who we are. And God became flesh. He became a man-God. Mm -hmm. The Son of Man. Son of Man. And God came down here to provide a way to reconcile us, God's creature, back to the Father. Yeah. That was through his death and his resurrection. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the gospel is. That's what the good news is. That's why it's called good news. So we don't have to experience the wrath of God okay. at, the end of, at the end of the days. Praise the Lord. All right? Okay. So that's what this is all about. So, Ms. Kapal, if you will take chapter 7 and just read the whole thing. All right. Then I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds, so they did not blow on the earth or the sea, or even on any tree. And I saw another angel coming up from the east, carrying the seal of the living God. And he shouted to those four angels who had been given power to harm land and sea, which I think is interesting because there's no tree in here. Yes, you're right. Wait, don't harm the land or the sea or the trees until we have placed the seal of God on the foreheads of his servants. And I heard how many were marked with the God, seal of God, 144,000 were sealed from all the tribes of Israel. Then it goes Judah, 12,000, Reuben, 12,000, Gad, 12,000, Asher, 12,000, Naphtali, 12,000, Manasseh, 12,000, from Simeon, 12,000, from Levi, 12,000, from Issachar, 12,000, from Sebulun, 12,000, and Joseph, 12,000, and from Benjamin, 12,000. Praise yeah. from the great crowd. After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were colored in, or clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands. And they were shouting with a great roar, Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings. And they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshiped God. And they sang, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the 24 elders asked me, Who are these who are clothed in white? And where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you are the one who knows. Then he said to me, These are the ones who died in the great tribulation. They have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb and made them white. That is why they stand in front of God's throne and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will give them shelter. <clears throat> they will never again be hungry or thirsty. They will never be scorched by the heat of the sun. For the lamb on the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of life-giving water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is good, 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 good news. Mm -hmm. So it's before that seventh seal is broken and all wrath comes up on earth. Chapter 7 is the sealing of God's people. All right, so let's look at a couple of things here. And um, I know that... Um, let, me read, let, me, let me just uh, reiterate here from the notes that the things in this chapter happened after the opening of the six seals, which foretold great calamities in the world. 
that took place before the sound of the great trumpets, between these, the comforting chapter is inserted. It shows the graces and comforts of the people of God in times of calamity. The seventh and final seal will yet be opened in chapter 8, verse 1, and we'll see that next week, Lord willing. The visions here of the faithful church form an interlude wherein the Lord's faithful are sealed against his wrath. And mm -hmm. Chapter 16, verse 17, like I read to you just a little while ago, it says, who is able to stand? The version I use is, who is able to survive? This, is, this answers that. It's the faithful who will be able to stand. That's right. Who will be sealed. And they'll be assembled for worship, heavenly worship. Mm -hmm. And so what it, you'll, what, as we read this, you'll, we'll get into the four winds. And the four winds are symbolic. They're winds of judgment as in Jewish apocalyptic literature. They are restrained until God's servants are sealed. That is, given a special protection from the ensuing judgments. Shall I read the Colossians? Yes. Uh, Corinthians, I'm sorry. Yes. Okay, Corinthians one twenty two says, Who hath also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts? 2 Timothy 2.19 says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure. Having this seal, the Lord knows them that are his. I love that. And let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. I love that. I love that. That's what they know. Now, this, in case you don't know, the sealing of God's people is identical almost to what, what went on in Ezekiel 9, 1 through 11. Shall I read that? You want to handle that? I shall. I'll see if I can get uh, get, get a screen share for people to uh, read that with you. Okay, let me know when you have it. Um, you know what? You can just... Read it? Yeah, and okay. I, will, I, will try to, uh, I will try to find that. Okay. He cried also in mine ears with a loud voice, saying, Cause them that have charge over the city to draw near, even every man with his destroying weapon in his hand. And behold, six men came from the way of the higher gate, which, which lieth toward the north, and every man a slaughter weapon in his hand. And one man among them was clothed with, clothed with linen, with a rider's inkhorn by his side. And mm. they went in and stood beside the brazen altar. And the glory of God, of the God of Israel, was gone up from the cherub whereupon he was to the threshold of the house. And he called to the man clothed with linen, which had the writer's inkhorn by his side. And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. And to the others he said in mine hearing, Go at ye after him through the city and smite, let your eyes spare, neither have ye pity. Slay utterly old and young, and both maids and little children and women, but come not near any man upon whom is the mark, and begin at my sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Then they began at the ancient men which were before the house. And he said unto them, Defile the courts with the slain. Go he forth, and they went forth and slew in the city. And it came to pass, while they were slaying them, and I was left, that I fell upon my face and cried, and said, "Oh Lord God, I wilt thou destroy all the wilt thou destroy all the residue of Israel in thy pouring out of thy fury upon Jerusalem?" Then he said, "He um, then he said then said he unto me, the iniquity of the house of Israel and Judah is exceeding great, and the land is full of blood, and the city full of perverseness." For they say, The Lord hath forsaken the earth, and the Lord seeth not. And as for me also, mine eye shall not spare, neither will I have pity, but I will recompense their way upon their head. And behold, the man clothed with linen, which had the ink horn by his side, reported the matter, saying, I have done as thou hast commanded me. What I find interesting this too in Ezekiel, where it says, um, Begin at the 
temple or yeah, the house the, of the Lord. The sanctuary. Yeah, the sanctuary. And then we have that New Testament scripture that says judgment begins in the house of the at Lord. the house of the Lord. So, um, yeah, exactly. I think that's pretty interesting stuff. You know, when you're you're dealing with that. Uh, let me see. Let me go back to my other screen share. Here we go. Where do we go? Let's see. It says, chapter 7, 4 through 8, the servants of God are sealed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, hold on. Hold on. I don't know if I'm there or not. I can't <laughs> tell. I, I have no idea. Shall I read it? Uh, let's see here. I think I got it here. Okay. Boom. Okay. Uh, where are you going? Yeah, go ahead. Yep, okay. Uh, Chapter 7, 4 through 8, the servants of God are sealed, verse 4, by the Holy Spirit. Oh, where where are we at? We on the the note of verse 2? No, verse 1. We're still at verse 1. Oh, yes, yes, okay. Okay, yeah, go for it. I hope I'm on the right screen share. Let me do something here. Okay. I'm going to stop my sharing for a second. And... um, because I'm getting a little lost with all these screens that are open. Okay. I have a million screens that are open, and that's not that's not good, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of screens that are open. And um, so, there we go. You can see me? Not yet. Okay. I have to go back. And here we go. All right. I should be sharing that now. Right? Mm-hmm. Now I need to find mine again. Okay. So you were going to read, and I can't share this with the people because it won't show up, but you were going to read, um, yeah, 7, 4 through 8, what that means. Or I can read it. Well, I can read or it. Or you find it. I see it here. I can read it now. Okay. Ready? Yeah. The servants of God are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Extensive debates have taken place regarding the 144,000. Mm-hmm. Some regard the number as symbolizing the entire faithful church as the new Israel. Twelve tri- tribes, tribes, <laughs> twelve tribes times the churches of the twelve apostles times a thousand. So twelve times twelve is, is 144. Times a thousand is one hundred forty-four thousand, mm-hmm. a number which means a great amount. Mm-hmm. Thus, the contention is that the number simply stands for completeness and perfection. Twelve times twelve equals the perfect square. So it kind of takes us out of the realm of being very specific about, um, you know, what the one hundred forty-four mean, one hundred forty-four thousand mean, and. You know, uh, Jehovah's Witness witnesses, they believe the 144,000 are really literally 144,000 men, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and no one knows who they are. Uh, you know, I had my uncle who was uh, Jehovah's Witness uh, told me one time, you know, he would have, um, you know, somebody stand up in their in their meetings and claim to be one of the 144. No, and I asked, well, how do you refute that? He goes, well, you can't. You know, the guy obviously wasn't, but you can't refute it. Anybody can claim it. So over the years, there's millions of them that claim to be part of the 144, right? So that, that kind of, you know, takes you out of that realm and leads you into the realm of this completeness. And we'll see that even more uh, with the scriptures that you have, Ms. Kapow, as far as the foundation of the new city. Yes, but the tribes of Israel mm-hmm. and the and, and the uh, the gates and the foundations of the apostles. It's the it's the twelve tribes of Israel. It's the church grafted into ancient Israel into the original All bra- the tree. you know Earth. tree. Yeah, where the branch grafted in, and it's this, it's God's completeness. It's its holiness. It's that twelve by twelve. It's that perfect square. It's uh, by the power of what a thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's God's it's it's His perfection and total completeness of His church, mm-hmm. okay. And it takes us out of that realm of speculation and weirdness, mm-hmm. and just sticking to Jewish Hebraic thought Amen. with these things, right? Okay. So um, then in verse two. 
says, And I saw another angel coming up from the east, carrying the seal of the living God. And he shouted to those four angels who had been given power to harm land and sea. And then we have a note there that says, The judgments to descend on these are an answer to the martyr's prayer under the fifth seal. Compare the same judgments under the fifth trumpet, the seal being exempt. And this is in uh, Revelation 9.4 that says, And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. Yep. So the seal protects protects God's chosen from his wrath. It marks them, just like the, the blood on the lintels and the door. Yes. The blood of Christ. Yes. So this is a, this is why this is so important for any unbeliever uh, to to repent and, and come to the Lord Jesus Christ if they so choose to desire to be removed from the wrath of God. Amen. And um, and to also you know people that are Christians uh, to really take stock within yourself and take heed and make sure that you are in fact. Um, Saved. Living, yeah, in a, in that you are in fact saved. Yeah. yeah. And not just playing church and being religious. Yeah, that you're actually um, walking with the Lord. Yeah, because your, your religion and your ritual and your tradition is not going to save you at all. Or who you are, your nationality, what, what family you were born into. Not at all. Verse 3, wait, don't harm the land or the sea or the trees until we have placed the seal of God on the foreheads of his servants. Mm. All right, so you got that, Mr. Powell? I do, and here is a note on that. Parallel to Matthew 24, 31, it says, His angels shall gather together his elect from the four winds. God's love is such that he cannot do anything in the way of judgment till his people are secured from hurt and Genesis 19:22 says haste thee escape there for I cannot do anything till thou come un- come here and this was a uh, uh, lot yeah when um, Sodom and Gomorrah were yeah the angel said to him I can't do anything I can't harm this until you're out of here till you're gone yeah and um, Noah was sealed in the ark God's Put him in the ark. God closed the door of the ark. I would think that was such a neat sentence. God closed Closed the door. door. Yeah. So until you're sealed, you've got to be sealed. And then in verse 4, And I heard how many were marked with the seal of God, which is 144,000 were Mm -hmm. sealed from the tribes of Israel. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's the tribes of Israel. I'll let Ms. Kapow explain that a little better as far as uh, what what tribes are missing or what tribe is missing, who replaced what. Yeah, um, um, I'm going to read the note here first. Okay. It says, the 12 is the number of the tribes and appropriate to the church. Three by four, three, the divine number multiplied by four, the number for a worldwide extension. 12 by 12 implies um, fixity and completeness which is taken a thousandfold in 144,000. Mm-hmm. A thousand implies the word perfectly pervaded by divine, the divine. For it is 10, the world, the world number raised to the power of three, the number of God. And then Revelation 21, 12 and 14 says, the city wall was broad and high with 12 gates guarded by 12 angels. And the names of the 12 tribes of Israel were written on the gates. See? Mm-hmm. There were three gates on each side, east, north, south, and west. It goes with those gospels too, right? Mm-hmm. And the wall of the city had 12 foundation stones, and mm-hmm. on them were written the names of the 12 apostles mm-hmm. of the Lamb. Uh, Revelation 21:19 says, And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. 2121 of Revelation says, and the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Every several gate, every several gate was of one pearl. And that took me to Matthew 13, 45 through 46, where it says, 
um, in the parable of, from Jesus, again, the kingdom of God or heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. And Hebrews 11.10 says, For he, Abraham, looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Mm. And um, let me see here if I can... You know what I'm trying to do here now is... What you trying to do? Uh, let's see. Oh, here you are. We'll go to... Here. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to go here. Okay. This is. Can you see that? No. Mm -mm. Oh, for the love of pizza. Yeah, and I'm not sharing mine right now, so you could you could share yours, but uh, no, I don't see it. Okay, hold on. Let me go here. Well, while you do that, let me talk about the the 144 that we just read, and the scriptures that you just used. Mm -hmm. And how it shows the the completeness. That's what I was talking about earlier about the twelve tribes on the gates. And if you notice, it's the north, east, south, you know, west. It's the same thing we we're talking about in the Gospels uh, last week, I believe, in chapter six about the, the 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 Gospels representing the four beasts, the winged creatures that uh, worship the Lord up in heaven. So you got all this, these numbers and, and symbology and stuff going on. But you have these tri 12 tribes of Israel, the foundation, the gates. Then the foundation is the apostles. And so that's, you got the church grafted into the olive branch. There it is. I see your screen now. Okay. And um, you got the church grafted. you see grafted. that? Yeah, okay. I got you now. All right, good. Make it a little bigger if you can. If you can't, don't worry about it. Just one moment. Yeah, Oops. that's all right. It's not getting any bigger. Hmm. Just go for it. Okay, well, anyways, mm -hmm. uh, the Bible tribe, tribe from the Revelation 7, 5, 8 is Judah, which means he shall be praised. Reuben, uh, behold a son. Gad means troop or to overcome. Asher, and notice that all of these are three um, tribes within four groups. Mm. You know, which is really important. Three and four, three mm -hmm. and four. That's yeah. the three and four. Asher, um, which is Zilpah's, Leah's maid's uh, child, or mm -hmm. is, means happy. Naphtali is wrestling. Menesiah, which is Joseph's first son, is um, his name means causing to forget. Then we have Simeon, who is Leah's um, child, second mm -hmm. child, means heard. And... Uh, Levi, which is Leah's third child, means joined to. Issachar is Leah's ninth uh, child, and there is a recompense. Zebulun is the tenth child of Leah and Leah's son, which means exalted. Joseph is Rachel's, which is Jehovah has added. And um, Benjamin is Rachel's second son or the twelfth son, um, or from the tribe, right? Son mm -hmm. of the right hand. Now, excluded from this list here is Dan, which is, um, that came from Bila, which is Rachel's mate, and his name means to judge. Ephraim is also um, omitted from this list, and that's Joseph's uh, second son, and his name means double ash heap, or I shall be doubly f fruitful. Now, this is what I think was interesting about Joseph. When Jacob blessed Joseph's two sons, he said that he would take these two sons as his own. Mm. So uh, when um, Jacob was ready to die, he uh, Joseph took his two sons, Manasseh, which was the oldest, and Ephraim. But Jacob actually blessed Ephraim as the first and Manasseh as the second. But he said that he would take those sons as his own, and the children that came after them would be Joseph's. Mm. Therefore, Joseph technically received three portions of land from his two sons. Half of Manasseh had uh, 
land west of the Jordan as Dan and Ephraim, and the other half of Manasseh um, had on the east of Jordan. And the reason for Dan and Ephraim to be omitted from Revelation is because of idolatry. But this is only um, a theory, so no theologian really knows for sure. Mm. But I found in Amos 8, um, it says, gives the last mention of the tribe of Dan in the Old Testament, and it also references their idolatry. It says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. In that day shall uh, the fair virgins and young men faint for thirst. They that swear by the sin of Samaria, and say, Thy God, O Dan, liveth. And the manner of Beersheba liveth, even they shall fall and never rise up again. They swear by the false gods and idols of the tribe of Dan, by which they had um, become known, and they meet with destruction. Hosea 4.17 says, Ephraim is joined to idols, let him alone. Judges 17 says, And there was a man of Mount Ephraim, whose name was Micah, and he said unto his mother, The eleven hundred shekels of silver that were taken from thee, about which thou cursed, and spake of also in mine ears, behold, the silver is with me, I took it. And his mother said, Blessed be thou of the Lord, my son. And when he had restored the eleven hundred shekels of silver to his mother, his mother said, I had wholly dedicated the silver unto the Lord from my hand for my son, to make a graven image and molten image. Now therefore I will restore it unto thee. Yet he restored the money unto his mother, and his mother took two hundred shekels of silver and gave them to the founder, who made thereof a graven image and a molten image. And they were in the house of Micah, and the man Micah and a house of gods, and made an ephod, a teraphim, and consecrated one of his sons who became his priest. So those are the scriptures that I had found pertaining to all that. Now I'm going to go to... um, this other screen. Here you are. Here I am. And this one is, oh, for the love of pizza, mm-hmm. I had, oh, here it is. It's a little hard oh, to sure. find this stuff when it's all over the place. This there is the tribe go. of nice. Israel. Here's Abraham and Sarah, who mm-hmm. had Isaac, who had Jacob. Jacob um, married uh, Rachel and Leah. Leah is the oldest sister, and she had Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. And then they had Ishkar and Zebulun, and they also had Dinah. And then um, Zilpah was Leah's servant or maid, and she gave birth to Gad and Asher. Then we have Rachel, who gave birth to Joseph and Benjamin. And then her servant, Bila, um, had Dan and Naphtali. Mm. Now, on this map here, good chart. we have, um, when I had said that um, Menasseh uh-huh. or, or Joseph Menasea. had like three um, um, lots, is because Menasseh had two. Remember, he had it on the uh, north, south, east, west side of Jordan and east side of Jordan two lots, and then you have uh, Ephraim on the west side of Jordan. I'm mm. sorry. Did they say that? Yeah. So these are two of the Joseph's sons. That, um, mm. So anyways, so I thought that was pretty interesting. And I well, think that's it for sharing. Oh, no! I have another one. Hold well, on. Go do it! Oh, my goodness! Let me see. Look at her go. It's going crazy. I think this one is... No, not that one. Hold on. You started screen sharing. There you go. It's not that piece of paper, though. I have this one. Yeah. Uh, this what I thought was... Um... Well, what's your other one? Okay. That was the other one, then. Yeah. Hold on. See, when I don't have my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Confusing. They all look alike in those little thumbnails, you know? Mm-hmm. See, they are, this is the same one. Uh, maybe not giving enough time or something because over here just says you begin sharing but nothing pops up yet. Bible named the tribes. 
tribe info. Huh. This one. Let's try that. No. There's some kind of weird split screen going on. Very odd. Oh, here we go. Can you see oh, that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I got this off the um, internet. Okay. The meaning of the names. In ancient times, the names given to children had significant meaning. In Genesis, we find the meaning of the names listed in Revelation 7-8. So the way it was uh, written in birth order, they are Genesis, Reuben, um, Simeon. Okay. Reuben says, Surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction. Now therefore my husband will love me. Yeah. Genesis um, 29.33 for Simeon says, Because the Lord hath heard, he hath therefore given me his son. Genesis 29.34 Levi says, Now this time will my husband be joined unto me. And Genesis 29.35 Judah says, Now I will praise the Lord. And Genesis 38 says, Nephetali, with great wrestlings I have prevailed. Mm -hmm. Genesis 30.11, Gad says, A troop cometh, um, and, and Gad in Hebrew means good fortune. Genesis 30.31, Asher is happy am I, called me blessed. Genesis 30.18, his name, uh, Ash, Ash, Issachar, his name means God hath given me my hire, or my wages, my, recompense, my, my compensation or reward. Genesis 30.20, Zebulun, now will my husband dwell with me. Genesis 30.24, Joseph's uh, name means the Lord shall add. And Genesis 35.18, with Benjamin, the son of the right hand. Genesis 41.51, Manasseh, for God hath made me forget all my toil. So the order of the names, let's rearrange the names in the order in which they are listed in Revelation 7, 7 through 8, with the meaning next to each. Judah means praise the Lord. Reuben, he has looked on my affliction. So I'm just going to read this portion yeah. where it says, praise the Lord. He has looked on my affliction. Good fortune comes. Happy and blessed I am I. My wrestling has made me forget my sorrow. Whoa. God hears me, has joined me, rewarded me, exalted me, added to me the son of his right hand. <laughs> so the meaning That's of the names crazy. in the order of Revelation 7, now let's string together the meaning of the names and reread uh, the message, which reads, Praise the Lord, he has looked on my affliction, and good fortune comes. Happy and blessed am I. My wrestling has made me forget my sorrow. God hears me, has joined me, rewarded me, exalted me by adding to me the son of his right hand. Man, that's incredible. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who figured that out. I don't know. That. That's incredible. But, um, you know, because when you look at the order here in Revelation 7, you're thinking, why is it like this? You know, why mm -hmm. is Dan left out and, you know, Ephraim, Ephraim, you know, it's... It, it's it's audited, but what, what you just did there, what you read there, the reordering of the names, it's like, man, that's some powerful And that's in stuff. the order that's found in Revelation 7, 7 wow. through 8. You know, even the first one's beautiful, but then when you do, you know, you do that, that's... I thought it was kind of cool. That is cool. That's really... It's kind of an amazing thing that Thanks. you found there. Good job Praise there. the Lord. Well, after this, after the sealing of the... 144,000, mm -hmm. which I, you know, which we said, and I, and I, I, I agree with the totality of that number. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a specific one, two, three, 144,000, boom, that's yeah. it. I agree that it's a, a totality of, of Israel and the church and God's chosen mm -hmm. that are sealed because here's why, and you'll, you'll see this. In verse 9, after this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count. Mm -hmm. So it's it's more than just 144,000. This is, you can't even count it. Mm -mm. And they're not just from the tribes of Israel. They're from every nation, every tribe, and every people, every language. And, and this vast, innumerable amount of people are standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb... And they're clothed in white robes and they're, they're holding palm branches in their hands. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and they're shouting with a great roar. Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. So, 
Let's look at this vast number of people. Okie dokie. Yeah. It says here, Greek peoples, the first fruits unto the Lamb, the 144,000, Revelation 14, 1 through 4, says, And I looked, and lo, be, a Lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and mm-hmm. with him in 144,000, having his Father's name written in their foreheads. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder, and I heard the voice of uh, harpers harping with their harps, and they sung as it were a new song before the throne, and before the four beasts and the elders, and no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand, which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they were virgins. Mm -hmm. These are they which follow the Lamb, whithersoever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the lambs. You see, the thing is, uh, they've kept themselves as pure as virgins. Uh, virgins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think King James says, you know, they knew no women, something like that. But when you think of idolatry and idolatry, spiritual idolatry, you know, where Israel and now the grafted in church is the bride of Christ. To go to other gods to serve anything other but anything other than God or Yahweh is always idolatry, spiritual idolatry, which is idolatry. So when um, when it says that they are virgins, they are followers of the Lamb. They hear the shepherd's voice and they follow him. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so anyway, that's, you know, that's, that we're getting there in the future, but I just want to explain that. Sure. Every people, language, standing in front of the throne before the Lamb. So it's not just the 144, it's this great multitude that were sealed, and now they're up in heaven mm-hmm. before the wrath, right? Yeah, because it continues to say that the 144,000 of Israel are followed by a copious harvest of all nations, an election out of the Gentiles, as the 144,000 are in election out of Israel. Yes. White robes. White robes. You'll White s- robes. You'll see that in Revelation 6.11. Which says, And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. And we're talking about the martyrs here that were mm-hmm. under the altar. Their cry is, how long, Lord, before you venge us? Mm-hmm. So when that seventh seal is broke, this is an answer to their prayer. Okay? Revelation 3, 5 says, He that overcomes, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. 18 says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. And then um, chapter 4, 4 says, and round about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment, raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. Mm-hmm. White robes. And they held palm branches. Palm branches. What does that mean? It's the antitype to Christ's entry into Jerusalem amidst the palm-bearing multitude. This shall be just when he is about to come visibly and take possession of his kingdom. The palm branch is the symbol of joy and triumph. Yeah, and we'll get into that here under salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne of the Lamb. It's Hosanna. Remember mm-hmm. uh, what the triumphal entry into Jerusalem? And the, and the, the crowds are calling Hosanna, Hosanna. Which means know. saves now mm-hmm. or save us now. So here up in heaven you have that salvation completed. Amen. You know, and that's why they're singing this song. They're shouting salvation. Yeah. You got the note there, Hosanna? 
Means save us now. Yeah, it means save us now. And it's found in uh, Psalms 118.25, which says, Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. In Psalm um, uh, 118.14, The Lord is my strength and song and has become my salvation. Verse 15 says, The voice of rejoicing and salvation is the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. Verse 21, I will praise thee for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. 26, blessed be he that comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. Yeah, so it's all taken from the Old Testament there. Hosanna means save us now. So here you have the great multitude, thousands and uncountable, thousands upon thousands with a great roar shouting, Hosanna, salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. Mm -hmm. And blessed be he that comes in the name of the Lord. Yes. And so that's what Jesus says. You won't see me again until um, you'll shout, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. So we should be saying that all the time now. (laughs) All the time, yeah. Come on, Lord, come on. Uh, And then with the... um, angels all the angels you got revelation 5 11 mm-hmm. it says and all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings and they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshiped god and they sang amen blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our god forever and ever amen that's interesting because you have you know these these seven Things you know, like blessing, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, and power, and strength. And you compare it to the uh, verse you just read mm. in Revelation five eleven, and you've got the same thing in different orders and different things. But you got you always got the sevens in there. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Uh, so they say, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving, honor and power and strength belong to our God forever. Amen. And. Um, these are the uh, the angels, thanksgiving, the blessing, one, right? Mm-hmm. The glory, the wisdom, the thanksgiving, the honor, the power, the might. Mm-hmm. So it's a sevenfold doxology. It's implying its totality and completeness unto all the ages of the ages, right? Amen. Um, Revelation 5.12 says... And they sang in a mighty chorus, Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. See how that's all tied in? Right, Mr. Pan? Chapter, verse 13, I mean. Then one of the 24 elders asked me, Who are these? Who are clothed in white? Where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you know are the ones, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are the ones who died in the great tribulation. They have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb and made them white. Now let me, uh, let me, let me make sure everybody understands. Nowhere here are you reading about uh, the Antichrist, uh, marks of the beast. Um, the great seven-year tribulation, breaking the covenant with Israel. You're not reading any of that here. Uh, that, that's, that's, none of that's here. You have the term great tribulation, but it's not talking about this seven-year period that um, Hal Lindsey and, and what's his name? Uh, t- Tim, t- no, Tim LaHaye and you know, all, the, all those, it's, this ain't that. This is the great tribulation. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and you live in this world, you're in great tribulation. Mm-hmm. You're not, you don't have, you're not joyous and peaceful. You're, you're going through all kinds of trials and provings and testings all the time. The Christianity, the real Christianity is not an easy thing to do. In fact, you can't do it. Mm-mm. Only the Holy Spirit can give you the power to live that life. That's the witness. But you, you couldn't do it. You would give up a long time ago. Sure. You, you can't do it. It's impossible to do. So I, I just want to make sure when you when you when you read those terms, great tribulation, that you're not thinking of some seven year 
deal with antichrist and chips and RFD trips and all this fascinations by Bill Gates, you start thinking that way, you're missing the glory of God. You're missing the gospel of Christ. Mm-hmm. You're, you're out ch- chasing sexy things that don't exist. You gotta stick with the doctrines. You gotta stick with the word of God. And you'll find the book of Revelation is so tied in to Old Testament doctrine and theology. And, and none of that other stuff is in here. That's all man's made up stuff. Mm-hmm. But really, really, you just got to get a, get your head out of that thinking. So these are the ones who died in the Great Tribulation. Now let's look at this. Um, do you have the note there, Ms. Kamal? Um If you don't, I do. Yeah, I don't have that one. The Great Tribulation. The Tribulation or the Great One. Okay, it's namely, it's the tribulation to which the martyrs were exposed under the fifth seal. Remember? Mm-hmm. They're under the altar. How long, O Lord? Mm-hmm. Right? Given a white robe. It's the same which Christ foretells as about to precede his coming in Matthew 24, 21. That says, for there will be a greater anguish than at any time since the world began, and it will never be so great again. Okay? Mm-hmm. So unless the times were shortened, the, 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 even the elect uh, would survive. All right? That's pretty bad. Yeah. And if you look around your society today, and you look around the global society today, we are in tribulation. Mm-hmm. There is trouble upon trouble, tribulation upon trouble, tr- trial and proving upon trouble. It's, it's just compounding daily. Look around you. We are living in in times that are just un, unprecedented. Yeah, it's it is great tribulation, and if you, you follow Christ and you're following a biblical mandate, you will find yourself dealing with everything around you on a daily or hourly basis. Even uh, this great tribulation is followed by the same signs as the sixth seal. That is, okay, so you have this tribulation, right? This world, what you're going through. But immediately after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will give uh, no light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then, at last, the Son of Man, that sign Hmm. uh, that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens, and there will be deep mourning among all the peoples of the earth, and they will see... The Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven, a power of great glory. And then, of course, look at here. He sends out his angels with a mighty blast and a trumpet, and he gathers uh, his people. That's, that's, how, that's how it works. Um, you compare Daniel 12, 1, which it says, At that time, Michael, the archangel, who stands guard over your nation, will arise. Then there will be a time of anguish greater than any since uh, nations came into first existence. But at that time, every one of your people whose name is written in the book will be rescued. Then it talks about resurrection, and those will rise and stuff like that. Okay, so this great tribulation includes also retrospectively, hear me out here, all the tribulation which the saints of all ages have had to pass through, all right? Whether, whether, you, whether some were thrown to the lions or beheaded or burned at the stake, martyred, or some just lost their business or lost their promotion or lost their families for the gospel of Christ. When you're following the Lord, you're following the, the, the shepherd, there is going to be trials. There's going to be great tribulation. Okay? Mm-hmm. When you survive, over and over in this book of Revelation... When we dealt with the the letters to the churches that Christ dictated, what did he say? He who overcomes, he who is victorious, he who overcomes will get this. He who overcomes. It's about overcoming this. This. We're told to be separate from the world, to change our thinking, to to let our our minds be transformed into the minds of Christ. Renewed, right? That's right. That's right. And so they're wearing white, Ms. Kapow. Do you have that note? The white um, note. The white note. The if white not, note. I have it. The white note. No, I don't. I got it. Faith applies to the heart. 
the purifying blood once for all for justification continually throughout the life for sanctification okay yes that's why you're in white now because the one standing and praising God where did it, where did this multitude come from the angel answers John and says they're the ones who died in the great tribulation they've mm -hmm. washed their robes of the blood of the lamb they've they've made them white they've come out then verse 15 says that is why that's the reason they stand in front of God's throne and they serve him day and night in his temple and he who sits on the throne will give them shelter why do they stand in front of God's throne why are they in heaven because they came out of the great trip they overcame this world mm -hmm. through the blood of the lamb it's important it's not a game this ain't a religious game it's it, this is very serious salvation is serious this ain't something that it's just so light it's not happy clappy it's god redeemed us amen it's his work is is magnificent therefore because they are so washed in white for without it they could never have entered god's holy heaven mm -mm. revelation 22 14 says blessed are those who wash their robes they will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. What does what um, verse are you on? Re that was Revelation twenty two fourteen. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, talking about I see white it. robes. Blessed are those who wash their robes. That may um, have they they may have a right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates of the city. Mm -hmm. Revelation twenty one twenty seven says. Nothing evil will be allowed to enter, nor anyone who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty, but only those whose names are written in the book of life. Remember, I, I explained to you about the, the virgin. They're virgin. They have not defiled themselves as the bride of Christ with idols. Mm -hmm. okay? Ephesians 5, 26 and 27 says, to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her. He's talking about the bride, mm -hmm. the church, the real church, called out ones. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church or called out without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. All right? Does that make a sense? Mm -hmm. White robes. That's why you. That's why you're going to be able to stand in front of God's throne because you come out of the great tribulation, and your robes are made white in the blood of the Lamb. And God's holy. Yes, He is. So, what, what's our whole goal down here? To, to follow the lamb. To follow the lamb, exactly. And to be conformed he, he, into his image. Exact. There you go. That's that's our whole goal. As much as as as, as possible in these flesh suits, as, as much as can be done, the, the spirit within us transforms us into the image of Christ. Mm -hmm. we, we won't see that image. We won't totally do that until we're out of this flesh. And our spirits are able to, to commune with God Amen. As, as his created beings. But as much as possible, as the spirit will allow here on earth, we are to be transformed in the image of Christ. Mm -hmm. That's why over and over it says, do not go the way of the world. Don't be conformed with this world. Don't be enamored with the thing of this world. It's, it's, a, it's about God. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, All right. Verse 16. And they will never again be hungry or thirsty. They will never be scorched by the heat of the sun. You have those notes? Isaiah 49.10? Yes. It says, They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun smite them. For he that hath mercy on them shall lead them. 
Even by the springs of water shall he guide them, and they shall no longer be um, hunger, hungry or thirst. Like John fourteen thirteen says, Je Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinks of this water mm. shall thirst shall thirst again, but whoever drinks of his water shall never thirst again. Again, they will never again be hungry or thirsty. Spiritual thirst, spiritual hunger. Uh, you'll be satisfied. You you will have a uh, immortal body. You'll be uh, resurrected. You won't be in this flesh suit. You won't have the pain, the suffering. Mm -hmm. And your spirit will be able to commune with God like it was in the garden before the fall. It's a reconciliation. And uh, that's that's the whole that's the whole focus of why we're running the race. Mm -hmm. You know, so to get distracted with all this other stuff is... To lay is, hold of Christ as he laid hold of you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. In verse 17, for the lamb on the throne will be their shepherd. Mm -hmm. He will lead them to springs of life-giving water. See, life-giving water, eternal water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Amen. Now, all of this takes place before the Lamb breaks the seventh seal. Mm -hmm. That'll be next week. And all hell will break loose. See, so we're in that... Chapter 7 is that beautiful interlude between the sixth seal being broken. Uh, it's like the whole chapter 6 is the summary of what's going to happen and then you have this this beautiful interlude that god's people are marked and protected from wrath and then we go on to the details of uh what's going to happen in god's wrath mm -hmm. all right so stay tuned <laughs> stay, stay tuned hey, do you have anything else miss kapow uh no okay uh i always forget to do this because you know we're doing this kapow cam thing mm-hmm and I just want to make um, sure, or people that are just listening on the podcast may go, what are you talking about, Kapow Camp? So I need to address two separate audiences here. If, if you're listening on the podcast through iTunes or Transistor.fm or whatever you're listening to the podcast on, you can, by the way, you can also listen to every show on fifthhookmedia.com, F-I-F-T-H-O-O-K, media.com or kapow radio show.com you can you can listen to all the shows there mm -hmm. it's it's put on there if you're listening to that you can watch the exact same podcast ex exactly what you're hearing on video mm -hmm. what we do is we put a kapow cam and Ms. Kapow and I go back and forth, and what we talk on this, when we talk about this stuff, we're putting uh, the Word of God or what we're talking about on the screen to the best of our abilities. And so it kind of makes it more interesting. I, for one, hate listening to a podcast on YouTube if, if there's nothing but one picture. Yeah. Well, you get too distracted, and it's hard to stay focused. Yeah. Uh, because if I'm watching a video format, I want to watch a video, not... Uh, radio show mm -hmm. so anyways it used to be like that in the past with us and so we just started doing this so if you're listening you can watch us on youtube where type in fifth hook media on youtube that's the fifth hook media channel there we have a playlist and the playlist is called kapow cam videos mm -hmm. and you can watch all that stuff if you like blues music and 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 other stuff that um, that I write musically there's also Mesquite Cafe right. Mesquite Cafe has their, has their own um, YouTube channel Mesquite Cafe but there's videos on Mesquite of a Mesquite Cafe on Fifth Hook Media YouTube channel also on the websites mm -hmm. fifthhookmedia.com kapowratio.com and obviously if you're at Fifth Hook Media there's books that we've written Demons in My Marriage Bed um, Eyes of Sea Unseen Enemies, uh, Christianity and Blasphemy, all that stuff, uh, books are there. So if you're watching and not listening, if you're watching the Kapow Cam here and you want a podcast, you type in Kapow Radio Show and you can get it on iTunes and everywhere else. 
Does that make sense? It makes sense. Figure it out, you technological wizards. <laughs> My goodness. My goodness. Uh, I think that's it for commercial time. Okie dokie. And do we have anything else? No, my dear. Well, oh, the other thing is, any anything that um, we've shown on screen, you know, like my handouts and all that, if if any of you are interested in a copy of it, I can email it to you. Just um, email me and ask me. Okay. Where, should, where do they email you at, Ms. Linda Villanueva. No. That's your personal. Oh, I thought it was the one with... Um, it's Kapow. Kapow it's Radio. It, it's Linda at Kapow Radio. Yes, dot yes. com. No Villanueva. No Villanueva. Just Linda at Kapow Radio Show dot com. Yep. And I will, I'll email it to you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Give them a chow. Uh, chow, babies. <laughs>